0: Watch this.
1: No way! Hello and welcome back. So, because I'm sat here, I have to host. Is that right, Tom? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. Brought to you in partnership with Ryan. For joy. Act. Um... Minus sort of just add in here Footjoy Premiers. Like they were okay for You the had trip. some My Joys for the tour, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. you were on the Addington. Especially
2: mods. made, yeah. My Joys with, uh, shout out Phil at the ad. He got me some um, My Joys with the Addington logo on the side and uh, some blue crocodile saddles
1: and the links masters they were making a big jesus oh, yeah, yeah you know, adding some blue with
2: the white floated lee just yeah smashing. we're sponsored see the
3: cookie jar links masters coming we're sponsored by footjoy and i asked him for the jar logo he said absolutely not we don't do custom logos what and you've got the ad
2: well it's just a, it's a pocket thing so you can yeah, actually I mean, on take, take my that job off.
3: website you just select from logos
2: you hundred percent. I've seen I'm sure you of can. customers. I think he was just trying to tell. I think you're trying to fob you off you <laughs> yeah. were, I think this is when you'd already
1: taken thirty Scotty Camerons out of there. And, yeah, I think I don't and have heard Half heard of their half much. of their marketing merch. Right. Oh, look at that. So, gents, though, right? this is part yeah. two of the podcast. Um, for those that have listened to part one, you'll know where this is going. And for those that you haven't, head back, listen to part one, then listen to part two, or listen to a reverse, or
3: watch. Yeah, you. because um, this is all recorded in the new studio. The not get don't an worry, agenda. Don't you worry, I'm on, it on the agenda. Making
1: sure he knows what's going um, on. But when we left this, we'd left Old Barnwell and we are now going down to play in the New Year Foursomes. With, um, we were very kindly invited by Will Smith and Colin Shearn from the mm-hmm. Outpost Club Thank you. for a three day event there, <coughs> which, having heard about it, is meant to be absolutely exceptional. And I'd wanted to see the Hoopy Match Club for a long time and also Tree Farm and then get back to Atlanta in one piece and back home safely. To see our match and our, our wives that we're looking forward to seeing. I think it's fair to say by this point.
3: Now, I think we've done a pretty good job of colouring in Peachtree. I think we've done an okay job at uh, colouring in Barnwell. For those people that are unfamiliar with a hoopy match club, yeah. the premise, what it is, fill them in. Do you want to go for it, Ryan?
2: I can start. I think. Um...
1: Because I think what I've noticed since we've come back is that some people go, how was it Hoopy? Because they know all about it. And mm-hmm. then there's lots of people who go, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: It, well, we're going to maybe butcher some of these facts, but as far as I know, Colin and Will had uh, this idea to um, basically do this club that was all about match play and had found this site and, um, you know, the place got off the ground and is successful, has members. But the 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 whole premise behind it is that it's a Gilhan's golf course about what do you say, like two, three hours south of Aiken mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in Georgia. Georgia, hop back across And uh it's on sand. It's so you've got twenty two golf holes, was it? I think so. And so they've got effectively an eighteen hole golf course and what they call the whiskey loop, which is like uh these these extra holes plus like alternative playing angles for for some of the other holes so you get uh, quite a different fun. experience but, you know quite cleverly done from relatively like few additional holes and so um it's a lunch to lunch experience is the main thing that they they promote where you're effectively everybody staying overnight and um you are encouraged to play match play and the person th- there's no team markers or anything the person that wins the previous hole chooses the Playing tea for the for the subsequent hole, um, yeah, it just works. It's so the whole great thing's fun. geared up for match play. Yeah, and anyone
1: who's listened to the Colin Sheehan pod we did uh, about middle of last year, you know, Colin's got a real soft spot for places like Ross and George, British and the, and the British culture, club yeah. culture. And I suppose having heard about it, I didn't really think too much about the British take. Just the fact that this was a really innovative club. You know, the whole idea being that we're really comfortable. I told my mum what it was about, and she said. But surely if it's only match play, they can't get a handicap there, the members are like it's okay, <laughs> Mum. I think I think I think, we're think, okay. I think to be fair, they'll will be okay. Um but this whole idea that you just solely double down on match play, it's never it's not a stroke play golf course, you're not gonna mark your own card. Um and this idea that all the tee boxes are it's not interchangeable, but, you know, you can play holes from 150 back or 340 back. You know, I mean, I mean, so, so many options.
3: To his extreme. Didn't know what to expect. You can choose, the way that a hoopy is set up, if you wanted to choose to, to tee off from in front of the green, your opponents have just got to sort of yeah. take it. If you wanted to make it a chip off, right in yeah. holes.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't want the walk, but for sure, the and and the way the holes are designed, which... You know, there's a the the old adage that the best holes are half-par holes. And with that in mind, you know, even on the scorecard, they quite uniquely, I think, have got, um, Decimalized it, it par. says 3.5 yeah. or 4.5 on the, the half-par holes. So uh, really leaning into that kind of, well, it's not about stroke play. This is all about match play. Amazing. I think yeah. some
3: of that, I think it's 15. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but 15 on the main routing, I think it's 15, maybe 14. I think the reason it's got that is you can take it up to like one fifty, or you can play it back at like three, yeah, three sixty. Yeah. So it is, it is actually you can play this as a three or you can play this as yeah. a four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the whole idea is
1: that you know pars are relevant. You know, it it's quite dare I say fashionable today at the moment. Say so, you know pars are relevant, match play and all that. And I think to be fair, we would all say that that's that's the sort of style of golf that we really enjoy. But it's doubled down on it, and it's to the point where. Like you say, all the stationery, everything is just curated to a very, very high spec. That unbelievable little onion logo, the... You touched on it with the lunch-to-lunch, so the whole thing's configured with communal seating, long tables in dining room, a big sort of of U-shaped bar that everyone sits around, they put snacks on, and because it's lunch-to-lunch, the way it works is essentially... There's no sort of cash or anything changing hands or no bar tab. All the food and drink is pretty much just sort of yeah. It's, it's covered it's within w- that One of, fee, yeah.
2: and you you effectively within that have your 24 hours of unlimited golf, all food and and drinks. And uh, your overnight accommodation all included in just yeah. one fee, whether you're a member or a guest. As far as I know, and it, it just it just works phenomenally well.
1: It's it is just curated, isn't it? To, because w- when you're on site, like
2: you're not, like you said, there's no money changing hands. You're at the bar. You want a drink? They get you a drink. If you you know they refill, you don't have to ask.
3: Or after seven pm, you just go and make your own drinks.
2: What well, yeah, <laughs> well, nine pm maybe? Yeah, I think they. I don't. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's like an official policy, but yeah. um, certainly. Uh, the thing I love about it as well, uh, and going back, touching on this like overnight stay thing, is that whereas at another club, you'd all be in your separate groups, all having food at different times. You get there and you're told dinner is at seven. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether you don't know anybody or you know everyone, you're all going to be in the bar at half six having drinks all going into the, the restaurant at, at seven o'clock at the same time, sitting down at the same time. And just the, the atmosphere is just next level. And
3: our accommodation... Was actually inside the clubhouse as well, so yeah. it's just so you are. It's not like you're not leaving the premises. You're not leaving the building. The bunks, yeah. just yeah. the bunks, were brilliant. Yeah, down sort of un- underneath, the, it kind of ran. I imagine the length of the underneath of the clubhouse, and it's, was it like 20 rooms down there next to the gym. Yeah, next to the gym,
0: <laughs>
1: which <laughs> communal um, showering and everything like that. But it's it is actually a very modern take on you know if you think about the sort of great ancient British clubs. They all tend to work on some form of a timetable, whether that's, you know, we stop serving breakfast at half 10 or lunch is served between 12 and 2 or the clubhouse shuts at this. They all sort of run with a familiar timetable and what that does is it just puts it back in where, you know, it's good. You know how how the order of day runs. Yeah. Like, and it keeps people together. Yeah.
2: Um, Even the communal showers, it's like, it, it sounds it's ridiculous, but it's like it's, it's part of the experience. And and I was told and I don't know whether this actually went into the, to the designs and stuff, but I was told, you know, yeah, there's these communal showers because they they don't they basically want you in the communal spaces, so mm. they don't want you hanging around like having a shower for 20 minutes. And it's room. like staying in your room. Yeah. So instead of at least not at least in the clubhouse rooms, the there's a communal shower instead of a shower in your room, uh, supposedly. To again encourage more of that communal experience because they want to get you back to the bar quicker.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll touch upon the golf club, uh, golf course, shortly. Um, I'm certain this is going to be the first of many digressions on this this <laughs> part. I imagine <laughs> um, it was it was in the communal shower when I so I go in towel. I'm about to have a shower that I stumble upon almost the finest conversation about shower pressure. <laughs> In history, so um, uh, uh, a gentleman who was also on, on the same trip as us, um, I'll, I'll leave him nameless for for anonymity's sake. And he was going, Oh, the shower's just good are they?" you know. And then he said, Thing is, the best showers I've had. We're at Fisher's Island. I was like, oh, okay. That sounds... They, they would be good. We said, no, it's not just that. So what they did is they've gone four-inch inlet pipes. They've got... He they starts reading off. I was like, okay. And, they said, and then they took shower pressure from the irrigation on the golf course or the or the, the watering system on the golf course so they could bolster the shower pressure and make it... And I was like, this is just a stand yeah. towel. I'm going, I really need a shower, but i quite like to continue this They didn't feel like
1: they were going to take your skin off, but
3: I sort of felt like... There was more
1: water coming. They were deceptively watery. There yeah. was so much water coming out of them. Like they were drench heads, obviously, but they weren't coming out like searing, like pace where they was going to take the skin off. But there was just a truly biblical amount of water coming out of the shower. Yeah.
2: No, it, it sounds ridiculous. It to be going on about the shower, but They're I, really I, I have never had a shower. That is the best shower experience I've ever had in my life. And it was just sensational. Did you and get to- any B roll about it? No,
3: I didn't. I <laughs> filmed the showers.
2: Uh, so the the um, I was told I just how in, in <laughs> how into these guys like bringing cameras into the showers might have been a bit weird. But um, how into it some of, the, some of like the American golf culture is on shower pressure. Like it is, it's like a big thing. Know, like yeah. in, even in the bar, I remember speaking to someone and they were like, they were like, yeah, yeah. We we were saying oh, the the showers are amazing, and I think he said, well, they're like a seven, and, and it was like. Okay. They say tell, Marion kicks tell, tell out me more. silly pressure. And he's going, and they mentioned Fisher's Island, and they said, yeah, but Fisher's Island's great, but uh, pressure, like, it, it is more of a piercing, you <laughs> yeah. know, painful experience, but in, like, a good way. And then, oh, there's another one, don't know if you remember. Marion, they really, Be- No, it begins with a D, I'd never heard of it. Deepdale? Dell. that New was York. it. And they said, Deepdale, those are the best. And then there was another guy <laughs> who's like, yeah, Deepdale's good, but... Sh-. And then he goes, even, like, even within the club... Cubicle two and four.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> this is where I think it's a great segue because I've never felt so out of my own depth,
2: I would say. The
1: company we are keeping there. Because it was a it's an event where guys had travelled from all over the US to come and play in it. Um Zach and Gil won it, I think, didn't they? The first year. Or well, yeah. won it twice. Zach's exactly um, twice,
0: yeah.
1: Zach Blair. And it, it was just you know, you're in really good company, like really well traveled, bunched. A lot of them were outpost members. Um and golf iq off the scale like really high um
2: and and so refreshing as well considering how revered that event must be now to a lot of those people how not serious the golf was taken i don't know yeah i mean it was taken it was was, like like people wanted to win but it wasn't it wasn't it it was just very refreshing i Mm -hmm. thought it was a jovial atmosphere it was about as much of the socializing and meeting people yeah. as it was about uh, the golf course.
1: I wish Eric and Jim knew that on Monday morning when we <laughs> kept holding 40-foot putts from across the green. It would have been a bit more sporting yeah, to more m- trouble, must yeah, have yeah, hold yeah. about 300-foot putts. So the event ran with basically three flights. So flights is a thing that I've never really understood. Seven flights. See, this is what I don't understand. I, a okay. flight is... is for, a league.
2: like, it's a, 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 yeah, a, like a league. A flight is a league. It's like some, some people in the UK... Will play some clubs will play their winter knockouts like this. I think when there's a lot of people, not on much daylight hours. Okay, and I you're, thought it was a you, match. That's what you
3: thought was. You're your basically it's yeah, match
2: yeah. play, but it's a way to get more like groups Robin. through. Yeah, exactly. So you're you've let's say got four people per flight, and you might have right. seven flights. So you only play the people in your flight. So you play three league, matches. So you play three matches, and then the one with the most points progresses through to like the the last eight or whatever yeah. it is. So they have, I think, seven flights, seven go through to the last eight, and there's a wild card, which effectively, if you got more points than anyone else but didn't win your flight, you'd still go through. Yeah, well,
3: they all did a chip off in this
2: one, didn't they? Or yeah, so they, they, when there's like a tie for the wild card or a tie for one of the yeah. flights. Which is
1: close to how they run members and guests.
2: Yeah, so it's like a very, it's a very common format, except most places, as far as I know, the, the format for the flight matches is bettable. Whereas here we were doing foursomes, yeah. and and then what they would do the very final uh, at most of these member guest ones they send all eight pairs down the eighteenth hole, and it's just last man standing. So if someone makes a birdie yeah. and everyone else makes par, they win. But they're playing foursome even when they play better ball. I know we played foursomes even when they play better ball in the other uh, clubs. They always play foursomes down the last, so it's alternate shot. Mm.
3: Which well, part, it was uh, it was very unique to us. I mean, we arrived. First impressions of Hoopy, I must say, for me personally, I was quite quite intimidated. Like you turn up, um, interesting route in because it's obviously not signposted. There's a lot of sand. You you know, we were lucky. We were in a Ryan's really Ryan's wagon. Um, quite difficult to make you know, to find, and you you get there, and you know you know you're there then, and so on takes your car off and you go up and it's lunch immediately yeah. and we walked in probably somewhat late um close to when we were supposed to arrive and it, the place is already packed and it's an event that many people have done many times yeah so we coming in new boys don't really know anybody everyone's chatting Everyone's on a long table there's no space on that long table so we've got to set up this new little table on our own it's a bit like
2: three of us plus one other guy
3: <laughs> i was like shaking Sam was looking at me, he's like you're
1: I was like, well, I think the reason being is because I'd I'd kind of in my head, it sounds ridiculous, but I suppose if I think about our events, there's guys that, like the Christmas event we had at Urban Golf, for example, there's guys that knew no one that had traveled from 50, 100 miles away to come down and go to that event. And you're thinking, God, you know, it is weird when you put yourself in that environment of not knowing people where there's lots of familiarity amongst a certain group and stuff. But like... Literally before we'd even had our tortilla soup, or whatever we had, that was brilliant. It's like you're off to a great start, and everyone's super friendly. But there is something about walking into an environment where you don't, where everyone knows each other, and you don't know anyone, and
2: it's that's what's lovely about golf, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 a, it's common ground it's between strangers. Sort of like
3: and the Americans are so, are so friendly. Yeah. You just sit, so we were sat down on our own, and then there were a couple of others came in after us, and straight away you're off and running. And yeah. Just,
2: In the UK, I think, I don't know if it would be a bit more frosty. I always think of Peter Kay saying... I think
1: people are just, yeah, their default is just a bit more like...
2: He looked at me like I'd come into his house on Christmas morning and piss on his kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't like that. So the event ran then basically three foursomes matches played over the Sunday afternoon... Monday and Monday afternoon, with a final to be played on Tuesday. Yeah. Now the Tuesday morning, well, the weather was really biblical on Tuesday, and they Which knew this a long to, way sure. coming off. So uh, there was a lot of like questions about how the final was going to be played and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but then on the Monday night, there was the big college finals. Yeah. And I just saw in the emails lots of talk about Bulldogs and stuff. Yeah, it was like, like
2: Michigan against Washington? Yeah. And Georgia have won it the last two years in a row. Correct. And I guess Georgia got knocked out in the semis, so...
1: I had no understanding no. How of how big college sports were in America, though.
3: In America. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't oh, massive. know,
2: but... It's, it was 120,000-seater it stadiums. So it's like, bigger than the pro in, in some in yeah. some cases. And so. outside
1: of, like, the sort of the main conurbations of, like, New York and L.A., like, college football in many parts of America mm. is actually bigger than NFL. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> That's whoa. what you just said. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Cool. Sam's <laughs> 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 got this thing... <laughs> I then try and resell it as my own. Re-package <laughs> it and recycle it But it's, Re- like, but as it's your own. bigger than... Like, it's just crazy. I can get my head around it.
2: I've got a friend who tells his other mate's anecdotes in front of him at parties so yeah, just brilliant. to drive him nuts. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to start doing that with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, Georgia, how did you before... On, how
3: did you get on in your, uh, uh, your, your I th-
2: matches? I think we were undefeated. Maybe. Maybe the last one we you got through, had, didn't you? Well, I was through to the final, yeah.
3: And you were playing with... Will Smith. The organizer.
2: Mm. Yeah, the organizer. Not the not, Will Smith, but the Will not the Smith. Actor, if you know if Will you know Smith. you know. Um Will Smith, the actor. Yeah. So um the yeah, the finals foursomes down the eighteenth, everybody watching. Um, it's great fun. I mean, it's if you can ever have an event where there's a whole bunch of kind of woke golf crowd like minded people standing around watching like a bunch of their you know, group coming down in an event that's there's some like friendly competition. It's just, it just doesn't get better than that. I don't think.
3: Yeah. It was like you say, it was, it was the camaraderie was really good. Like you couldn't, you couldn't move for interesting people. Mm. It's everyone you spoke to has got a really interesting story. I mean, I wish our golf was, was the standard of yours. We, we won our first match. We actually played okay. To be fair. Yeah. We
1: didn't play great. I mean, I think our first match played against Alex Holdness and John Bourne a.k.a. us and Bourne, very nice chaps um, from New York, um, purveyors of great clothing, they, um, <clears throat> that was a bit of a pillow fight I'm going to say, and we snuck through, Tom hold this huge, there's this thing about like being a bit stoic isn't there on the golf course I think if you're British, Tom's hold from off the green, we both got probably 25, 30 feet from just short the 18th green, it's just on us by like a foot. Tom's knocked this. I'm behind him and I've seen it from six or seven feet out. I'm like, this thing's in the hole. Like there's no way that's missing. And it drops. Tom puts it in. It's like, Oh, and Tom sort of, it's all quite quiet. Tom goes, Oh, so nice putt Tom. Colin Sheehan comes over and he goes, Holy shit. This thing's live. He's like (laughs) screaming. And we're trying to be as like reserved as possible. So we ended up sneaking that match and then um, I think we played quite nice in the afternoon and the next, uh, well, the next both rounds the next day.
3: Yeah, I needed a couple of transfusions to get me back on track. There was a few. You went a bit dodgy, missing for a few dodgy swings in there. That are, what is transfusion. a transfusion? It's a drink. That's it's a very a very juice
1: strong drink. Grape juice, vodka, and, uh, and root beer or something. Or no, the there's ginger a, all the spirits in there, isn't there? There's like triple sec, gin. Right.
2: It's very nice, anyway. Mm. It's a golf drink in the US.
3: Very popular. Um, That halfway house, again, another phenomenal halfway house. They had, like, you know, Biltong hanging out. Homemade homemade beef jerky. Did you have
2: the nut brittle? Oh, my word. The peanut brittle. Her mother makes it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. That is amazing. We're going to be doing that at the Addington. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) I didn't say
3: it. So, another, you know... Sometimes we had to uh, we had to limp through to the halfway house, and once I got a transfusion in me, I kind of all. Back, it was weird because at that point in the golf
1: course, six in the night, like the ninth is like it's a real shorty of a par four. Really, you've got to play it. It does play as a par four. You don't really play it as a three, but it's never much more than sort of three twenty, and most of the time it's like. 250, 270, it seemed. The
2: green's drivable. So you're, wait, you're drivable. waiting on the tee a lot of the time. That was the but only spot on the course where you wait on the tee. Which is fine, though, the because green. then
3: you can just chill out in the half
2: yeah, hour. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it works really well.
1: Yeah. But it, the green is absolutely mental. Now, what we should say about Hoopy is we played quick greens throughout this tour. I would say the greens out of Hoopy were, they felt, now there's a lot more undulations because it's a match play golf course. And then they have built the course... To be more provocative and more on the edge, and disasters looming with every golf shot mm. because it's the nature of match play golf. Yeah. But even so, the flat putts I had felt two foot quicker than the rest of the tour. Yeah. They felt they. I like you. I think you said once you get past twelve or thirteen, the whole thing starts to lose meaning on stimp. But they felt like <laughs> crazy.
3: Yeah, it was it? Yeah, we you're saw... aiming
2: outside the hole on short putts, aren't you? It's. it's uh,
3: yeah, and we yeah. saw people. I don't know how it how it worked in your matches. We saw. At least two different occasions, people putt into bunkers off the green, because and because the, they are just so quick, and they tuck the pins in some places that if you yeah if you have a crack at it,
2: it's. But that's what's so fun about match play golf is mm. that you, so, and that's what they're trying to lean into, right? It's like yeah, yeah, I don't want to piss anyone off on a stroke play event because it's ruining his card or whatever. It actually gives you the opportunity to do some more provocative stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting.
3: Yeah. Well, you you were getting a bit grassy on the on the, the previous pod. So let's do it again. Um, it is my understanding. I'm by no means an expert. Uh, Bermuda, Bermuda greens, at Hobie? Yeah. So Bermuda, because of the thick sward of the grass, you can cut it to like very, very, very small. Like you just couldn't get away with it with a fine leaf grass because it couldn't photosynthesize, couldn't get the couldn't get the light, couldn't grow. You just kill it. But with Bermuda, they can cut it to to next to nothing. And because it's got a, a large blade, it won't die. You know, it'll, it, so they can get it really, really short, so you can get it really, really quick. Is that sound about right?
2: Don't know. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I, I, I haven't heard it's right. to do with the size of the grass. All I know is that they there's basically these varieties, like with rye grass. Here, you know, we're getting. Uh, dwarf ultra fine ryegrass where they're breeding it to be a lot thinner and similarly with bermuda the thing about bermuda always used to be that it has grain hmm. and you know if you've ever played in spain or portugal um or the caribbean then you 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 know you can really you can even hear it you putt into the grain yeah and you it's sound you can hear it like velcro and, and then similarly down grain it's it, you you can even get parts that seemingly are breaking uphill because yeah. the grain is actually pushing um the ball in that direction and these ultra dwarf bermuda strains now are getting to the point where especially when they just go in because they get a bit broader as they as they get older but they seemingly have almost no grain mm-hmm. and that is just getting the performance of these greens to just next level and i think with bermuda as well the other thing is it i think requires a lot less water than other grasses so what's that certainly was dormant i mean yeah yeah well you'd have thought so for sure but and it's also got i mean people talk about fescue having like a like a woodier thatch i think it's the lignin. it's like a it's that it has organic matter but it's actually a better kind of organic matter It's, it's like a woodiness i suppose that gives it its firmness um and bermuda i think has like a similar thing like you can feel it when you try and repair a pitch mark right Mm. it it literally is hard like it actually hurts well one you're barely ever repairing a pitch mark yeah but when you do it's actually difficult to repair and i think the only times you ever really get that is probably on links courses out here in the summer um so yeah you get i think we mentioned on the last pod very it seems to be more receptive on long shots and basically, not receptive at all on short shots. Mm. So, uh, there is that difference. Whereas I think our grasses are kind of more similar through. You can't mags.
1: spin them in, can you? Like, I think, you know, peach tree bent grass you can you can chip from the edge and you'll get a bit of check on second bounce yeah you will get no check on these greens doesn't seem
2: like it either or we're very little we're not just we're just not that good at golf, probably but yeah probably But still still, like even at our level game like you we you just notice a massive difference in no spin but we left this on 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 the ninth and
1: and and that green if you take it was so quick you you i think we put it on the sort of front middle of the green Mm. um just off the tee And you'd think, you know, probably got 30, 30, foot or so for Eagle.
3: And I think I, I think, was, was it me, this one? I pulled the putt. No, no, no. Because you, you put us on the green. I, I had the putt, but I, it was you know. a
1: hair left and it was like 60 feet left. And it was, oh, that I was finished. the finished day.
3: Sorry. sorry. Yeah. But it was, yeah,
1: because we played a few times. It was so, so undulating. So, and So
3: quick. Same green. Uh, the next day you drove the green. We had an Eagle putt. I. And because it had like a kicker in the middle, like a big ridge that rose and then ran to the left. And beyond that, it all ran away that I knew if I, if I got it over this ridge in the green, there's just, it would be impossible to keep it on the green yeah. short of going in the hole. So you're thinking, right? Well, I now need to putt to, to the left. So it goes round this ridge. So Sam, so we can hopefully two put from wherever I leave Sam. I mean, it was you're strategically three putting I found on a couple of them. Mm.
1: The, that was, that was a pretty, that's an edge case in fairness. But when you got on the green, it did feel like your battle's not done. This isn't a case of just lagging it up. It had a lot of fun, actually. And I think in a foursome's dynamic, it adds another completely other dimension to it. To your point, I wouldn't want to play stroke play around there because it felt like it was crazy on the edge how quick those greens were. And I think the they set it
2: up differently, though, you know? Yeah. Like that was set up for match play, which is yeah. it is probably every day. But I mean, just to touch on some general points about the golf course, like again, but native, sort of sandy waste areas like to the sides instead of having grass tree lined on almost every golf hole except the first three Mm. play And i think there was a discussion when they were building it i guess as to whether or not to go out to this side of the course but basically the the whole golf course has kind of a i guess a bit of like a a character which is different to the first three holes because you're playing around this lake yeah which is much more open the holes are wider and i think i heard two sort of remarks on that one is that oh, it doesn't really match the rest of the golf course. I personally, the other view is, I loved it. I thought it got you, It was. it's like the gentle handshake. You know, you're, it, it got you out, open your shoulders, and then it kind of gets progressively a bit tighter as you go around, which I, I really like that flow, um, especially like the third hole, that like how wide that is, and then you get to four. Four is a great It's heart. one of these ones that you're talking about, Tom, where it's like you could take the tee way up or way back, mm and i think then from four on you 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 start to see what the course more becomes really on the on the rest of the holes which is more tree lined and weirdly like i remember when i i think i said to someone like i had been to i've been to africa this year for the first time for a wedding weirdly and i said to the caddy it's like weirdly kind of looks like africa like the trees Seemingly like old trees like that are really short; like mm-hmm. they're not growing super tall. And I think it's something to do with the sand; it's like lack of fertility or something. And they never get very high. And he goes, um, "Yeah, funny you say that." Like the the owner apparently had the same thought; like he thought this looked like Africa. You can see one, what... and and so he he bought a flock of zebras, <laughs> which <laughs> which is where <laughs> they're
1: now behind the fence because no one realized how violent sorry, I zebras say,
2: were. My wife's Canadian. I should say zebras. So. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah, so behind I forget which hole it is, but you get to this hole, and he's like, "Yeah, the, there's Eleven the fence." And championship. Yeah, and there's a pen the, of like Severus and D wildebeest on, on the golf yeah. course, which is just nuts. Um, so that I think that's a th- something that just goes completely missed for most people that can so, play that golf so course. So
1: two, so on the championship routing, you've got holes two, three, four, and five, which are uh, you'll only play on the championship routing and then the whiskey routing has A, B, C, and D. And when you play the 10th, this sounds a bit protracted, but I'll get there eventually. 10th on championship, you just turn right, and you play that as a par 5, the 11th. It was like a long hole, I guess. Or you play the whiskey routing, which goes left, and you play A, B, C, and D. But the real genius about how it's constructed is that for all the holes that you play on both routings, depending on the the hole it is that you're playing whether you're playing championship or whiskey routing, the tee boxes a lot of the time are radically different as well, aren't they? Yeah. So it's genius how the, what would that be if there's 22 holes, but eight. So you've got 14 golf holes that are used every single time you play the golf course of those 14. A huge number of them tee off from radically different. It feels places. like a different golf
2: course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And 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 yet, though, they've still made the greens work in completely different Yeah. And I'm sure that, you know, you've got quite slopey, contoured greens and it's quick and fast. And therefore, there's always that strategic element to it. But it was really clever. Yeah. Like, really, really clever. And I suppose, gun to your head. Do you prefer championship? I mean, we played championship or whiskey routing and, and whiskey routing twice. So we played whiskey twice, championship once. I'm. I don't know. if I, I quite like the quirkiness of some of those whiskey routing holes. They're a little bit like the green on A is nuts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. that's incredible. little little halftime. Yeah, and yeah. it's like a racetrack, like 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 that.
2: Apparently, was before you, they bought the the site. It was previously, I think, some other developer was trying to make it into a golf course, and it was going to be like a racetrack and golf that's course right, or yeah. something. Mm. And they were they apparently there was like. This actual part of the racetrack that they built, and it's this banked corner. It's and a they, speedway thing. They like, isn't it? kept that as as part of this green, which and it's just a nuts green.
1: Crazy, and then you play B up over the tree with your second. It's re- I mean, the whole thing is absolutely exceptional. Um
2: And the the thing that struck me, I think every time I went round, was as wild as I can hit it off the tee. You, I don't, it's tree lined. Every hole is tree lined. And a lot of them feel quite narrow. Mm. And you never lose a golf ball. No, like you walk they're... into the woods and the, un, the work on the understory. Like it's, I guess, the, because it's sand again, nothing's really growing like aggressively. And there's not much sunlight because it's under the tree canopy. So I guess they do a lot of work on like clearing the leaves and stuff. But. You just never, you might be way off the beaten track in the woods, but you never lose a golf ball, which was just the best form of golf, I think.
1: I don't think we lost one, when did we, in three rounds? No. No, which, we
3: didn't. Which considering I mean, some
1: the, of the places you were hitting, it was. Well, no, quite to be fair, I was
3: just <laughs> duffing it. So it wasn't going wildly <laughs> offline. It just wasn't wasn't going very far.
2: But this, but, to me, it's the mark of a great golf course. It's like what sets the good and great golf courses apart is their, is their rough slash native management. Do you think? Yeah, 100%. Why? I,
1: because it's... Just another level of attention to detail.
2: Yeah, and, and it's actually really expensive. Like, if you go and look at some of these older Lynx courses that now with fertilizer and irrigation, they've, you know, got effectively what they were probably like the old course let's say used to just be wall-to-wall semi-rough managed by animals Mm -hmm. never losing a golf ball and now i'm not not necessarily saying this is the case at the old course but there's a lot of links courses i think you go and play and if you miss the fairway you basically are losing a golf ball yeah and when the ball goes as far as it goes now where a lot of the time you don't see it down as easily especially on like flatter land um you it just becomes pointless like if every time you miss the golf the the fairway you're losing a ball it's like Bryson at Royal St. George's, you know, they supposedly without the spotters, he's shooting like nine over, but shot 67. And it's, it's, I think being able to find your ball, having long rough that you can see the base of is, that is the difference between a good and a great golf course. Assuming it ticks the other boxes as well. But it is such an oversight a lot of the time, I think to let the Heather or the Fescue or whatever it is, to just basically be what it is. And invariably, it's just way, way too thick. I think, you know, in the past, there were probably, like I said, a lot less fertilizer, a lot less water, probably had more fires, uh, probably had more animals grazing. And and now this stuff just gets thicker and thicker. And if it's not managed, it just makes for a boring golf, I think. So that was what is so refreshing about the likes of the Hoopy um, and I guess Tree Farm, although they're, they're, they're still kind of um, building it out in terms of the rough areas but hoopy has been open like like 5 6 years now so um yeah the native management there that's that really st- stuck out to me really impressive
3: championship or whiskey routing you know it's really difficult because we only played the championship once mm. <laughs> um we played the whiskey twice four we really liked the whiskey a uh, four and five on the championship were five's a crackerjack of a par 3 yeah um great par 3 that that fifth that you miss out which is a shame um I mean, it's, it's like, like picking your favourite kids. Well,
2: isn't it? Yeah, four, four and five would be a shame to miss those. It's like
3: choosing your favourite favorite you staff. You don't have to choose, though, because you... Favourite kids, really. because
2: you, you say the exact same thing as someone said. I've just <laughs> repackaged <laughs> it, so it's a difference. But you, don't, um, you don't have to choose because it, I think this whole going on about it, the lunch-to-lunch thing, I think every time you would play you the championship have. in the afternoon and the whiskey in the morning... I'm pretty sure that's like the standard the way thing. they do it. So every time you go there, it's not like you're going to say, I mean, I'm sure they'd let you, but I'm, it's not like you're going to go championship, championship and not play the whiskey or, or mm. the other way around. You're going to probably play both. On any hoopy experience, you're going to be playing both. But
3: I actually think, it. I don't think it matters. You might be able to correct me here, but because of the way that it pans out, if someone teed off 10 minutes behind you, you'd almost stay, even if one played the championship and one played the whiskey, You'd, it wouldn't affect each other, yeah. unless they were, unless you were like yeah. unless really the course was
2: absolutely packed, which it never would be. But yeah, because yeah, you're you basically the 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 whiskey routing. You both championship and whiskey. You start on one, and then championship one, you go off back left, and whiskey you go right. Front yeah, right, and, front, right. And, and you play so, six
3: on the championship. Yeah, the shorter, so I, I guess
2: they? when you get to six you potentially might have someone else getting there at yeah, the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's,
3: it's when it's when you come back on from the whiskey, isn't it? Which is probably like when it's like the 12 or 13 or whatever it is. Um, but, I mean, they're both just brilliant. I mean, mm. I thought the shaping was was bold and interesting, certainly on the whiskey. I think the whiskey's got some crazy holes. Like like you say, whiskey A, which has got that half-pipe green with yeah. a, with a kick around the back. Yeah.
2: I mean... Whiskey B got the trees in front of the green.
3: Yeah, smack bang in front yeah. of the green. They just—it's like who cares? It's, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it's clever because if you lay back enough, you can go over the tree. Yeah. Or and if you decide you want to sort of pump it down there, you're going to be a bit. You're going to be a bit blocked out. So, again, you wouldn't put it in, in stroke play, but it's just—it's a—it's a. You can do whatever you want when it's matched. play.
2: Wh- Whiskey D is. Is that like the kind of three and a half?
3: No, you can go A. Uh, I-
2: the, you played back. whiskey back C race. was a par three. Yeah, you played. Which is the one with a huge like beer it swell in the front of the. Game. Oh, it's
3: like fourteen or th- yeah th- on
2: champ. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fine. I'm getting mixed up. Th- yeah,
1: thirteen. Then four. Uh, then fourteen's the one we kept playing it as it's a shorty three, Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. This is where it gets confusing with the whole number. <laughs> this is a, like talking about
3: Hoylake in the open. It's actually impossible. No, that's one after 16, that. 16. It's because, work it backwards. You've got the 18th, 17th, 11 champ. 17th is a par four, 16th is the par three, 15th is that one with a cracking little dead tree in the fairway mm. that you can choose to carry. Yeah. 14th is the one we keep playing as a three, but we should have been playing as a four. Oh, you mean the big
1: bit? Okay, sorry. He's taking the one out further past. With the big beer, it's in not middle. the one where we kept... It's the one after where you, we always played it from the extreme left yes, of the fairway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it
2: was, the was big, like a, the big hole, yeah. Yeah, which is wide open out. It's like edge of property stuff, uh, and then you come back, and that's the par. Three you can play a as a par three,
3: but you can play it as a two hundred and seventy yeah. yard par yeah, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. and it's got. We always, or oh, certainly in the second day, they put. The pin in the half pipe, yeah, that runs left to Cracking right. Golf and as long as you're in that half pipe, it's like two half pipes back to back, really, wasn't it? Like a smaller well, the one, the
2: back of the green is a smaller y- one, back yeah, a there. bit more subtle. And yeah. the front and a is a big one, big, you big just flare. send it in the
3: half pipe and it just keeps but
2: going. yeah, because and of back the sp- pace, the, yeah, you can basically go up and down all the, the way, the and, it, did, side yeah. Side yeah. and right. it, it
3: gently runs right to left as you look yeah. at it from the tee, yeah. So if once you hit it in the half pipe and it's doing the back and forward, it's gradually working its way down there.
1: Down we went right, on the right. one time because I I th- we got into a zone with me and Tom where we got quite a good strategy going, I thought. like Tom was, Tom was hitting the irons really good, wasn't hitting the driver as well. So he's like, well, I'm, when I'm on the tee box, because you get to call the tee box if you've won the last one, as we've already said, Tom would go forward. I was hitting the driver really well. So I was like, well, I'm just going to keep going back and just make things longer. So when we played that hole, I think I went back to the absolute tippy tips. Caddies were like looking, thinking... What an idiot! Not bad. Yeah, so I stepped up, hit full, full blown driver at this thing from like two eighty, and to be fair, he's going to say that out the back. That was out the back. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it might have been two sixty. I don't know, but I, I. It doesn't really matter the yardage. But I, I absolutely pulled this thing off because when I saw the caddies fifty yards further in front. And this guy going, okay, we'll go all the way back if you want. I thought you've really set yourself up for a fail here. Like You look like an absolute nut. That's null. like when you, when you, you wait on a par five, yeah. for the
3: green <laughs> to clear, and then just top it. That's usually my... But it pitched, didn't
1: man. it? Absolutely. It pitched right by and then just ran through, to be yeah, fair. It just um, ran but that whole dynamic of thinking about how you want to play it, and I think it just adds a completely other dimension. Any other parting thoughts on a hoopie before we... You've talked about Lunch to Lunch. I feel like you want to talk about it again. No, let's not do that again.
2: No, no, it's not that. It's just that, you know, we were there for an event and it feels like that's what the place is designed for. Mm, yeah. To have 60 people, whatever it was, on site all together for the same event. It, it feels like that's when it really comes into its own. I'm sure it's amazing if you're there just with like your own group of, you know, four or whatever. But yeah. that, I, I feel like we were we we're very fortunate to have been able to experience it. At, you see it, and I think bad. I yeah. think
3: you know Sam. Sam has really got to cling on to the memories because Sam certainly won't be invited back. after <laughs> nearly burning down the clubhouse. That that what fire happened? pit. Well, the fire oh, pit yeah. was going,
1: and like there was a few guys
2: who.
3: There's
1: something about fire and men, isn't there?
2: Well, we were talking about this where like we, we've all got I, I some innate you,
1: pyrotechnic sort of in yeah this, you know, we're bringing it pyromania. back to <laughs> you know pyrotechnic you're a pyromania uh, that's explaining things isn't it <laughs> yeah. pyromania
2: but we so, so we're sat outside there's a fire pit outside this is the other thing in the states they love fire pits right fire pits and we were out there and they're letting you build your own fire and Sam went and found the pile of wood so they're quite clever because they give you a pile of wood to build your fire with but the pile that they give you is actually quite small so you can't make the fire too ridiculous and sam i think saw out of the corner of his eye where they were restocking from so went to get more wood than really we were sort of being rationed at the time and the fire got to some obscene level and i think the lady actually came out and said okay no guys, you know you cut- i've never been i've been cut off from the bar before i've never <laughs> been cut off from the wood pile but <laughs>
3: Well the thing is we've talked about the temperature of the waste management but was fire. <laughs> <laughs> the temperature swing in, in these states is enormous. So you know, at, yeah. at night where it's like minus two, minus three, and it can be up to twenty degrees in the day. We were around that fire in the in the dead of night.
2: Yeah. It must stripping have been like one or two degrees. T-shirts yeah.
3: Because Sam's fire was so light. But the, it It's
1: actually it, really high that
2: Everyone guy. I ask, you know, bring it back to the Addington as as soon as I can. Um I, I see stuff like that and i was like oh that'd be great to do that or like with the porch or whatever and it, the answer is always i wouldn't work in the uk because the temperature and but we sat outside all Not night cold. like you said it was only yeah. two degrees the uk it was probably out. colder than it was in the uk yeah. so i don't i still don't understand why we can't do stuff like that here i
1: just think there's a much bigger nature out there like i think that's just that's more hardwired if you that,
2: had a fire pit at like, blackwell Overlooking the 18th? You don't think we'd go and sit out there? The, no. the thing they do, though, no, in the UK, and this comes back to the service, in the UK, if you did have it, it would sit there unlit, and because it would take ages for someone to light it, no one would do it. In America, it's a ceremony. they've lit it for you. Yeah. Right? So so it's you. It's already done. Idiot-proofing like, it. So the, the experience is there to be had. So, of course, like moths to a flame, we're drawn to it, whereas no doubt, as I said, if you did it in the UK it would be let staff, they wouldn't light it. And then, of course, you wouldn't be bothered to go and light it. There's water in the bottom. All the yeah, wood would be wet be and it I'd just wouldn't it, work. So. I'd take
3: it one step further. In the UK, we'd light it once and then we would never clean out the embers. It would just be <laughs> like ash pile in the corner. Wet We'd be looking at it going, oh, well, someone should really clean that. But it's
1: a big thing, isn't it? Fire culture over there. Yeah. And I started to really get into my stride on that second night of the hoopy with that fire.
2: Yeah. I remember I was at another club. I was at uh, Sand Valley. It was a public course. And every lodge has its own fire. And I was like, What well, how do we light the fire? It sounds like a stupid question, but you know, I don't have matches or anything on me. And they say, Oh, you just call, pick up your phone and press, you know, pro shop or whatever, and they will send someone and, and sure enough, the guy comes out in the quad bike and lights the fire for you. And every lodge has got that. And it's just it's a, just a different world, isn't yeah. it? It's an absolute different world.
1: Final take, just minor minor side note. Tequila culture in the States. Huge. Yeah, Lovely. Like, big huge. tequila guys,
2: weren't they? Yeah.
1: Apparently it's We upper. were drinking tequila
3: espresso martinis, remember? Yeah, they
1: were
2: good. Yes. I've forgotten about that. I needed to ask for the Soto, recipe. Sodo,
1: tequila. Yeah, and mantis. it was amazing.
2: They, they were really good, weren't they? Yeah. Well, and
1: they say that tequila as a spirit is like a natural upper, yeah. whereas every other alcohol is a depressant. And yeah. I don't know how, how much truth there is in that. Seems like somebody said it once and it's now fact, but...
2: I'm sure. Enough, what tequila, we, live, I mean, before
3: I, we live this pod on. Say it once and hope. Yeah, it's
1: but, fine. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like tequila is some sure, bad things sure for me it at wasn't
2: university. The but caffeine in the espresso tequila martini.
1: I, I don't know, but they, but they were drinking. If anyone it with knows soda this from lime. the guy drinking four then we had, like, shots some of coffee, tequila with, with tequila. soda and lime and grapefruit, and that was a nice drink. What's, Just what's, a big
3: scene. Let's, yeah. let's let's find out, Ryan. What's the recipe you want? So hopefully, someone will send it in.
2: Oh well who who gave it to us it was it was, Jim. What, what was it called? He, he said it was, was it no he just said ask for espresso martini with tequila
1: no it was well, with soda it, or something uh, anyway something else it, but, it. But it
2: was white it wasn't exactly. it was delicious yeah and, but we did ask some of the first person we asked he made it wrong and then it got corrected so there was yeah, some ambiguity about some exactly espresso what it was martinis
3: that just were using just were using tequila and they just looked like espresso martini but it had a massive head had. on it yeah
1: I'm gonna take us away from tequila and a hoopy now and we're gonna drive back before up to Aiken. We, before
3: we do, we were supposed to be playing on that final day of a um, which got cancelled because their uh Tornado. Their their system of their meteorology system is absolutely superb and they called it mm. like four days out. But on the morning of our final day, it absolutely hooned it down. Yeah. And just as a sort of nod to the land that a hoopy's on we were stood out on the balcony where, where Sam Bernini set fire to the whole place the evening before, overlooking this sort of, the winds were, I mean, it was wind, 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour. Yeah. At this point, it's like serious wind. It was hammering. Some it. Some guys went out and played. rain. Yeah, someone out to play. I
2: think the rain held off until about eleven, and actually, they were saying if we'd have known, it's kind of great golf weather because it was windy and dry, for, yeah. and we had they probably had like three hours of yeah. that. So it would have been perfect for golf, but well, the driving no puddles on that course. No, like
3: it, it just and Colin, <coughs> I stand stood out there with Colin, kind of doing this like reflecting on your life thing. You know, you're staring into rain and mm. and and feeling all melancholy, and he said. There's something like I, I can't to it. He said something like 200 feet of sand. He's like this. This thing can absorb. It, he said it was something yeah. like four foot of water per hour. it's yeah. just like you can just it's like yeah. a colander, yeah. isn't it? Basically, it, would just, it was just absorbing all yeah. the water.
1: But then we sort of we sort of just was a bit of hanging around, leaving there. So by the time we left, we were driving into the absolute eye of the storm, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And people were saying, "Oh, you yeah, know, probably get on the road. You don't really want to be driving the freeways and this stuff." I was thinking, "I've driven in rain before, mate. Like it will be okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like right. easy for us to say." Ryan drove, didn't he? On that. Yeah, stage.
1: yeah. But you know what I mean. You think it was you know, just driving in rain.
2: We were dri- I was driving was straight at say sixty miles an hour on the motorway. You the trees don't even look like they're moving, and all of a sudden it is like someone is trying to yank the wheel and shift me like twenty feet left into the other lane. And and it's just the wind on the side of the car, just yeah. buffeting. It was like I cr- felt like I was holding on for dear life. Were I mean, you?
3: And what it, was strange about it is like we'd all kind of shat our pants by this point. It was like this is this is fairly terrifying. Our phones I just popped up these tornado warnings that like force themselves down you you'd know it's like tornado warning get phone just went and off and well
2: they, they've introduced that do you remember in the uk they've done it and i yeah. don't know if i had it in the they uk like other than the test. Yeah. Yeah, the, test the test yeah you remember the test like a year ago yeah and it was like that, it blares this like siren and then it says anyway and in the states the in canada at least they use it for like missing persons it goes off like once a week but yeah we had that it's it's quite scary you yeah. well, like everyone's phone is going immediately well i've got it here and then you look and it's like tornado get inside immediately yeah and we're on the freeway thinking well what the hell do we do
1: i can tell you what it said public safety alert augusta e.m. forward slash a tornado watch has been issued for richmond county seek shelter indoors in an interior room immediately do not go outside. If you are outside, seek indoor shelter immediately. If you're in a vehicle, pull over and seek shelter. Continue to monitor local news and EMA social
2: media. Right. Um, so at, at this point, we are in the car. We are in August, Augusta. And we are, we had set the sat-nav to Palmetto because we were hoping, probably optimistically, to, to, to play Palmetto, <laughs> shout out Brooks,
3: fairly, fairly for that afternoon.
2: Point. And uh, we're like, we need to seek shelter. We're in Augusta. And like, what the hell do we do? And I said, well, we could go a bit of a pilgrimage to, um, where John Daly sets up at the masters every year. We could go in, and hunker down in, we all needed lunch, Hooters, Augusta, which we did.
3: Some, some brilliant chicken Some wings of the there. finest. Chicken wings. So I was a bit, I was a bit, you thought it was a
1: bit stupid. You thought, I think you thought we were going to a strip club or something. Yeah,
3: I was a bit apprehensive about going. I was like, well, you don't understand what the obsession is boys. You bought, you boys have obviously done it before but um, I've never been the wings.
2: Yeah, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. Quite sensational. But I, yeah, the the wings are very good. And um, actually, then I think we found out from everybody else at the bar when we asked them like, how serious is this tornado warning? That on the like, yeah, don't pay any of attention to One of these every couple it. of weeks. yeah. yeah. And incredible. to be
1: fair, people were still driving. The weather was absolutely biblical. People seem to think. I think over here, maybe with the hooter stuff, that it's like it's the first time I'd ever been there. Obviously it's famous for having scantily clad barmaids, but actually they're like really family joints as well.
2: That's, so you'd yeah. see like
1: a retired no couple be- going out. No for one lunch. would
2: believe you trying to say that. No, but you wouldn't be you'd see is, like a married we there. married. There's, yeah, 60 there's people old on couple. dates. There's older couples with their kids. Yeah. Like it it's it's a lot of the time it's like the the local place to go eat. Uh, the one in Augusta is a bit different because it's so it's such like a an icon for the Masters Week, yeah. right? Um but anyway, wings and beer.
3: And then we tried out the other one. So we got chatting to some locals in there and they're like, what are you guys doing? You playing Augusta? We, no. Yeah. <laughs> we said, we're here to play golf. And they're like, Oh, you playing Augusta. Like, I non- said golfers
2: to... always assume it's easy to get on Augusta. <laughs> they're like, Is it's like a... all the, like, the people that I know that don't play golf. That saw I was in Augusta, they go, Oh, did you play the golf course? I'm like the one on TV. And, and I'm like, no, no. no, Well, it was no, fifty mile
1: an hour wind. The rain was, I mean, it was like crazy crazy wind uh rain rather and there was there was obviously thunder and lightning so and there was public safety issues and i said if like a tea time came up now and it was your only chance would you go and play, you and go and play augusta you'd be like yeah i'd still do it
3: oh, of course you would <laughs> so so i'm not surprised
1: so there <laughs> debate you really this. wouldn't no i mean you literally taking your own life into your hands no ryan's, you?
3: ryan's certain that augusta national has got a lightning mitigation system. System. The yeah, MS. They just put up like a bubble and it's just sun yeah. shines. It's there. all
2: these fake trees that are actually metal that are, are lightning. It's like Truman Show. Points. Yeah. yeah it's it's so Show. manufactured. It's, it is, yeah, well, I guarantee there's some sort of lightning mitigation system. But that was, um,
3: that was a, a fairly scary thing. Although, <clears throat> seeing all the locals in Hooters just seemingly completely unfazed and you're like, I think we're the only people panicking. Every time like, we just keep running to the window and filming it. Well, the
2: room was like shaking and <laughs> you, know, the, you couldn't see past like two meters outside because the rain was so thick. The screens went off. Yeah. All
3: the screens in I there think, were off. I think, I think though, we were, we were thinking it was going to be like Twister.
2: Yeah. We right? were expecting to whole, see the thing coming out of the sky. Yeah. And the yeah. whole,
3: and the whole building be, you know, to be taken up into a vortex. Yeah. Whereas I think what they're actually really concerned about is flying objects yeah, so they're just yeah. saying stay in the middle of a building and you'll be okay yeah, that's yeah. everyone sits in the middle and it's all cool because it's not like these things are built out of brick either you know? some of them are quite quite flimsy units yeah. and then so we kind of got through that and, and that stopped and we thought well tornado seems to have passed now so should we go play Palmetto yeah <laughs>
2: So, so get to palmezzo and it's clearly shut closed. I yeah. mean, like to be fair no it was a there. day to
1: close the course wasn't it let's be brutally honest yeah but we had a nice time um I feel like we should probably do a little nod to the wilcox in this staying at the wilcox yeah when i went to aiken five years ago it was like this is a really storied hotel um and we managed to get quite a decent rate there actually didn't we i think yeah. january being a bit off season it's a legendary
2: hotel like, yeah well it's whole... the it's the local bar restaurant i guess for like yeah. the local area everyone it's like the nice place you would go and have a drink before dinner or the nice place to go and have dinner
3: mm. Mm. it was always it was too nice for us to have dinner we always we always decided wings but yeah we could have uh, the atmosphere
1: in the lobby because there's no like desk is
3: there yeah and then you know they had always had a pianist or something like that going. and it was very uh very civilized well
2: it's nice because you come back after dinner and it's all the people like the town folk from Aiken that have got dressed up for their nice evening out and they've gone out to the Wilcox for dinner and drinks and you're coming back to your room and that's going on in the lobby and it's uh, and because the lobby is also the bar bar um and seating area for people having drinks it's just there's a really cool vibe in there um you know getting home and you then have a choice. It's like, oh, so we have one more drink or do we go to bed? And it's, you know, it's uh, it's just a lovely Whereas spot. Usually
1: hotel lobbies are just the most sterile, oh, yeah. horrible yeah. environments to sit and drink Hundred, in. Yeah. Whereas there, it was like, oh, this is just magic here. So it's such a nice place. And then the next morning it's wheels up and going to Tree Farm.
3: Tree Farm. Yeah. So now you have been very keen to get us to Tree Farm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm a, yeah. full disclosure, I'm a member of Tree Farm. I have been since... I guess it started getting built. Okay. But, um, when did you join? Uh, I'm going to say 2021. I can't okay. remember now. So Co- that would COVID been... years kind of all go into a blur, but. Yeah. He'd
1: bought the land then at that point.
2: He'd bought the land, and I guess, yeah, I guess Zach texted me in, I think it's 2020. It must have been 2020 he was still in our old flat, and he was like hypothetically. Would you be interested in joining a club? How did club you How South did you Carolina? know that? Uh, I, we, we met from uh, I went to um, the Ringer events that he used to been yeah. on. Um, I think until COVID, I'd been to every single one. Didn't you win the first one or something? I did win the first one at Sweetens Cove. Yeah. Wow.
3: <laughs> Someone said
2: there was a board up at Sweetens Cove, but I don't know if it's still there. I haven't been back.
3: So, um, so you you said like boys, if we're if we're going across there. Love to take you guys to tree farm. Wanna you know you want to show it off because as every member wants to do with go golf and yeah. show, show off tree farm. So we headed across in the morning. What was wild about America, again, probably because of the temperature fluctuations, is you you'd had this tornado which seemed like it was the end of the world. Yeah. And the next day was completely calm. Yeah. With sunny, the amount of was... rain,
2: every everywhere in the UK would have been shut for like two days, three days minimum. Yeah. And yeah, it was just business as usual
1: so when did you last play tree farm uh may
2: 2023 okay so we they, after they, our
1: spring meeting last year then
2: yeah so they they had an event which was like their first event i guess and um so i flew over for that and did that have
1: all holes in place
2: Yes, but You're playing I, at the start of the, on the We were teeing off the tenth because 10th. the so the the thing about the tree farm like with Barnwell, there's no infrastructure vertical infrastructure built yet. So they're they okay. I think clubhouse and um lodging is meant to open in September. Okay. So when you went there the clubhouse site, I guess it's dangerous because it's a, a building site, right? They're building the building. Yeah. So in trying not to and also so you can't really drive there because it's, it's all construction traffic so to keep you away from there they were starting us off the tenth so um, this was the first time I would have played it uh, teeing off the first which is um, the par four up to the bottom no the, the first hell. is a par oh sorry oh, the tenth 10th. The 10th yeah. and then
1: eleven's the, the one that ho- hoops around where yeah. you thought you were going to run out of fairway and you nearly did <laughs> and, yeah. and you
3: miraculously weren't in it by a yard because yeah. Called Caddy up, yeah. So ahead. Caddy
2: says, "No, you won't. You won't run out of fairway." <laughs> uh, you know, so I challenge accepted. <laughs> accept uh, so that's I where you started. It so you have not gone
1: right up to the top. And okay, cool. Okay, existentially,
3: yes, so, uh, is Tree Farm everything you thought you would want out of it when you joined?
2: Yeah, I think it's. You never know. I mean, I it's it's the only um, like new golf course I've ever join so I, i don't really know any different but i would imagine it's pretty much a shot in the dark as to someone says i'm going to build a golf course and you know with all the best people involved that's about as close as you can get to guaranteeing it's going to be good but you really have no idea until it's actually built and then you see what you've you've ended up with so um uh you never i was hoping it would be good and that all the right people were involved which was like a big factor for you know wanting to to be a part of it and it's uh yeah i think it's sort of surpassed my expectations really well i think it's just i didn't realize how good the piece of land would be Hmm. and i think that's also what
3: did you walk it early or anything or did you just see it all off off? no no. so the first time you
1: actually saw the course in any say in any state was was last year in
2: may uh well yeah so tell a lie really i i had um been i was at the pga show last year okay in 2023 and i flew up with my mother uh, uh and we were we flew up to see it and i was literally just going to go and see it and then i think um the caddy master no no it was the, the, the head greenkeeper was just like just go out And I thought, oh, we off mats? And he's like, no, 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 just go. Like all 18 holes are in play now. So they cut the hole, So I was actually able to play all 18 holes in January, 2023, starting from the first, which was really cool. Um, And again, just kind of blew me away. And that that was also one of the earlier experiences I'd had with Bermuda greens. And when I first got there, I looked down and thought they were bent grass because it was just like, there was no grain. They were almost that kind of like darker green that you see from bent grass. And it yeah just kind of that's the beginning of a kind of a flourishing love story with bermuda <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so we turn up uh it's similar to Obama in the sense it's got kind of mobile facilities right now for changing your shoes and yeah. like pro shop um so we go check in raid right. raid right. did you do okay out of merch this trip fran <laughs> Jesus.
1: Your <laughs> merch shopping was absolutely hideous. Like, you just did so much in merchandise. I couldn't believe how much stuff you got.
2: Reconnaissance. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to the ad. Yeah. Um no I mean, merch store. You know, that, that's ultimately that's what we want to see in the uk right you go this my bugbear in the uk is every single pro shop feels the like same. the same yeah. every single piece of merch it's exactly the same and it can get a little bit like that in the states because they are now all going you know, they generally and, and, have the same stuff whether it's hold this yeah. and born or be but the difference is that stuff is so much nicer and there is like a little bit of curation that goes on as well but they, those are places you walk in and you just feel like like you go into a lovely clothes shop and you just think, I just know I'm going to buy something. Even in a
1: mobile trailer, it's it's merchandised and put together in a very good way, well, isn't yeah. it? Exactly, not He just knows yeah. how to sell stuff.
3: He's always been really good at that. You know, the Buck Club stuff has has been he's been brilliant at. And I mean, we have a three hundred pound cardigan on the website that we can't sell, but in America, that's not that any issues. That sells no issues whatsoever. <laughs> no issues selling a three hundred pound cardigan. It's all very nicely done, though. You've got farm but I know.
1: Yeah, no. I really like that. So that that logo with the the crescent moon, that's basically a South Carolina. The South M- Carolina has M- a
2: palmetto M- tree with the crescent moon. Yeah. yeah. And I and the uh, and tree farm tree. logo is the is a like a stencil of the a pine yeah. with the so it's it's a it's a tip of the hat to the South Carolina state logo. But you which guys, more you guys counties have need, more counties need to have their um have the a tree. logo, right? Like, yeah. let's get sorry getting a logo. <laughs>
1: yeah we should take it upon ourselves um, to establish a logo. yeah so they've got the, the
2: tree and the tree monster so there's two there's two logos which again just gives you like some variety in the shop to, to yeah, you yeah, know, nice. spread your wings with. and it even so
3: like when you when you get there the, you know, the handful of teas and stuff you've got the teas and the ball markers yeah. you've got the, the tree or the tree monster yeah
2: the tree on the left or the monster on the right in different colours and then yeah. it just yeah, cool. again it gives you just you know, a little twist on everything isn't it variety so? is the spice of life
1: I was surprised how uh, classical the golf course was yeah, That'd be my biggest takeaway there.
2: Uh, you've mentioned Saint George's Hill. I kind of thought I don't know why it stuck with me this, but the Berkshire.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it the that.
2: scale of the site maybe? Because the Berkshire's thirty six holes, but it's a denser site. Like whereas these American courses seem to be off on much bigger pieces of property. Maybe a bit
1: of recency as well. It's been a few years since I've been to Berkshire, but you know the rolling nature of of the land for sure. I think just more than anything is I I I think there is a trend, isn't there for People are comparing Old Barnwell and Tree Farm, and the two courses could not be further apart, really, in terms of their general, you know, apart from being new-build courses that are both 25 minutes from Aiken, I think that's really where the similarities start and end, actually. Uh, There's a big difference in the club ethos. There's a big difference in the golf courses. Everything there feels, feels totally different. So, and variety is a good thing. But there is definitely a trend for, you know, very maximalist green sites and things with huge kickers and things being very provocative. And I suppose knowing that this is a development that Zach's been working on for a long time and it being a first golf course, you know, I'm never going to get the chance to design and develop a golf course myself. But I find it quite hard to imagine I'd leave much behind in the locker when I do it, if I ever did it, you know. And therefore I was really surprised at quite how sort of restrained it was and and actually certainly on that front nine everything feels like it's not muted not in a derogatory sense again but it was just it was just a lot more nuanced than i was expecting i kind of thought there'd be so many crazy punch bowl greens and loads of different things where it's like how many different sort of cool aspects from different courses can i shoehorn into it i was really surprised at just quite how restrained it was not that many bunkers you know yes it was wide but it was you know, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy with either. The whole thing just felt quite classical, like it was a pretty timeless design. If someone said, if you took away all the paraphernalia around the side of it and you knew you were there, you could believe you were playing a golf course that was built 100 years ago, you know?
2: Yeah. I think restraint is, is a word that came to my mind as well, thinking about it. Cause, um, but I, I think that goes to, you, a, I agree with you as well, it's a classical golf course. Reminds me, more than anything we played, reminds me of what we have in the UK. Yeah. And I I think the land being so interesting is what allows you to do that. I think if you've got a flatter site, or even on a given hole, if the hole's flat, you're probably going to see more bunkers, right? Because you've got to do something to, you know, otherwise it's just... To create
1: a, visual interest, yeah.
2: Yeah, or even to create strategy where if you've got a... Let's, for instance, if you have a dog leg, even without undulation, you there is inherent strategy in that like you're going to take the corner on to get closer to the hole or you're going to be wide and you're going to be further from the hole so th- the, as soon as you the 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 whole shape and ground movement starts to get more extreme i think you have less need for bunkers and um yeah you probably are just kind of predisposed to not having to do more to mm. look, in terms of shaping
3: i think what they did really well if you look at Peach tree, which we should talk about in the last pod. Um, you know, there's a lot of like you drive to the top of a hill and you go down a hill or you play up a hill and the the undulations are very much sort of in line with where you're looking. You hardly ever play across them. Tree farm seems to me that loads of loads of the holes were are uh, placed on ridges where there's fall offs to a side. Right. You know, yeah. like you can think of one, you play play over a valley, but it falls off to the left. Two falls off to the right, down to your right. Mm. You play through a valley on three. You yeah, play four falls to the right. Five falls to four. the left. Five, there's a yeah. drop off to the left. There's loads of kind of, there's that. They're not back to back fives, but there's a four and a five. They play like you know par nine. Um, I think it's around the two. Eight, eight, and, eight, nine, nine, isn't eight, eight, eight and nine, is
1: it? Eight and nine. So you're thinking of seven and eight. Seven and eight. eight.
3: You know, no, eight one and there's nine. a big eight drop off nine, to the yeah, right. The Other one, so it's, you're always on top yeah, of, yeah. A, of a ridge, yeah. And it's like you can play along that ridge, which lengthens a hole a bit, or you can be yeah. in a bit more jeopardy down the side. And I think it's a really unique way to, to root the land, I thought,
2: yeah. And then you don't need the bunkers, like I'm yeah. saying, just because it's that because it'll fall away. That ridge got... is what you know. And when
3: you cross the road, I mean, it's it's cliche already, but when you cross the road from 12 to 13, like the, the, the last six holes there, block on there. yeah,
2: yeah, Well, that and that. You know, if you are going to compare the two, I think the if you're thinking about it like the kind of the whole picture, the album, the fl- you know the music album, the flow. I think there's a the the crescendo and the kind of finish and that that all feels more like a the the whole is better at Tree Farm in my mind, but
3: not bias. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it, in it's, our no, opinions bias. are available.
1: We need to <laughs> get Ryan into Blackwell so he can be as as bias when he talks.
2: Um but well I, do, I, I think I've heard that. I don't think that's a controversial view that No, it's, I think the
1: last few of like the knockout, aren't there? There's last six a tree farmer knockout.
2: You get off tree farm and you, you want to go around again. Yeah. And I think what will make that place come into its own even more, I think, is eighteen and one with like so eighteen is a drivable par four and it's like when we say drivable, it's like two hundred and sixty five yards and it is the green is is set into a hill that is basically like underneath the what will be the patio of the clubhouse, mm. which is also where the first tee is, which is a par three. So sitting on the patio, you're going to be watching people drive into this drivable par four and hitting into this par three first. And equally playing down 18, you're going to be playing into a bit of an amphitheater, drivable par four with everyone in the clubhouse overlooking your your shot. And, and I, I think that drama is going to touch a little bit on what, you know, we had at a hoopie with that kind of camaraderie with everybody else on site. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be really and I think special. I had heard it
3: said that Zach was quite keen that if there was a playoff, it's a par three playoff and everyone's watching it from the clubhouse because it's yeah. going to be the first. So, um, there's a lot of thought gone into it. A lot of thought. Yeah. Um,
2: what did you guys think? I mean, yeah, I loved me. it. No, I, I loved it. I, I mean,
3: loved all of our, the yeah. courses. Our trip. I mean, yeah, they, this goes without saying, but we are immensely thankful and s- extremely lucky to be able to play these places because it's not, it's not easy um, to, to do so. And it's not, you know, there is a, a cost barrier to it as well. So we're extremely lucky that we've managed to do it. And, and we've just been so, you know, just so blessed with the courses we were able to play. I think they're all, I would have loved to have brilliant. played Palmetto because that's a, that's not
1: necessarily, it, it's a, to a, a private club but it's a lot more um i think it's a little more minimalist in terms of its approach isn't it it's, it's much more centered purely around the golf you know and it's not it's not a new development and i thought that would and i'd have loved to have seen King golf club i'd love to have gone there and played i've only played 12 holes there because we're trying to chase for a flight there's loads of courses but that's like 30 or 40 bucks and i think that would have been a really neat contrast i suppose very lucky to have gone and played you know, four absolutely world class courses. Yeah, there's loads and of places that great. people
3: were talking about, like Congaree or Savannah came up a lot. Yeah, um, the Chalk Mine. Know. I'd love to have played that. The little par three. would never played Palmetto. I would love to have gone to it, but um, I think we need to put to bed a little rumor that I spread with my caddy. Was it you that spread this that I'd never shot under par? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, should we should we unfold it how this happened? Yeah. yeah. So Sam was Sam was going really well around tree. You're
2: having a belter, like you I was were, playing well. Yeah, really. Sam well. Sam was playing great. Was, was he two fair, or I three under? The lights
1: out though, didn't two I? or three under at one point? I think I was two under, maybe three under at a point. I was I was putting really well. Like even when I was in trouble, do you remember I like box a twenty
2: footer for par out of nowhere or something? Yeah. Then, then you, you got guys up are double bagging 12, with your caddy, right? Yeah, and so his his name was Ryan. Was Ryan. My,
3: Ryan was my caddy. He was yeah. all world caddy. Yeah, by the way, all the, all the caddies we had you in and this trip were, were... double
2: bagging. Ah, uh, okay, Grayland. Yeah, so you're you're and you're. I think you were telling me, and Ryan took us aside on like the sixteenth <laughs> <16th laughs> really. hole and go. Sam has never shot the par and there's a theme in all of his rounds that true. he usually is 2 or 3 under par and gets to like the 16th or 17th hole and true. just melts down. There's a He bit, said to yeah. me, that's not true. Walking up to the 17th he goes, I think something bad's about to happen. <laughs> and no, sure enough, what happened? Sure he eggs his eggs, hold shanks, like <laughs> the, as hard as you can hit a hosel middle, just so far right like honestly like 50 feet into the trees
1: nearly took out a gator
2: didn't it, it? just so far right it's a par three like 140 yards and 130 30 yards yeah and it it was ridiculous and no. then and then you just give me one look and it was like well yeah that's it and they, and i think what did you come in after that one over something one yeah, over was, yeah I think. The, but what,
3: that's not what happened I'm going to have to, to stand up myself <laughs> a little bit Is
2: that's my <laughs> recollection of events so
3: Sam was, Sam was play, playing play like two under he got up and down from nowhere oh, yeah. 12 12, 12, 12 was like Ryan, Ryan lost he, his shit at that. short, my, right, short my, my caddy, your right? caddy lost his apps because he was like yeah. Fuck that. so this this up and down was it was world class and so that's for par and then we crossed the road 13 so you blocked one down 13 and all of a sudden right I've played so much golf with you, like an incredible amount of golf with you. And I understand how you behave and you stopped the little talk. So all the, the, the little talk in between holes had <laughs> gone. It was just very focused, which is fine. No problem. There. He, but he got mega focused, but then he blocked one down 13 into this sort, sort of the 13. It's down. is kind of down in the valley and it's, I it's missed not, clubbed into that par five. I had a great lie. Um, but you blocked one down there. Then you, you came up into that, to that bunker and you, Got a par, splashed out five. Yeah. Um, then you par Keep the green next two one. on into fourteen. Uh, the Redan hole at Free Farm, which we haven't talked about, is bloody good yeah. hole.
2: I think it's 50. That yeah, it thing like could have run down most, most like Redan recreations don't really feed the ball yeah. that well, and that so one just worked so up. well. Yeah,
1: I did. I mean, I was unlucky that ball didn't quite release down into the But it was all getting, closer. like, all the conversation had gone. Then we stood over. had gone. I think that's a little
2: yeah, unfair. he was getting very serious. He was getting
1: very serious. Then 16. No longer the joy left.
3: stoke these flames. 16. <laughs> Do you remember the drive on 16? He stood over it for ages, talking about what club he should hit. Do you remember? It was ages.
2: Really? And was no, like, you were well, about the
3: second shot when I was trying to cut one no, out. Well, the-, the, the drive, first of all, and
2: the second, shot. and the shot second,
3: right. you were you were an eternity. Yeah, and yeah. we were all there, and I was like, "This is yeah. getting all getting very serious. Something's going to happen here." And then I was like, "I know he hasn't shot under par in a competitive round. I don't know if he shot under par in a in a, in a casual round." And so then you did say it.
2: No, I did say. <laughs> I absolutely did say. <laughs> so it. You yeah. never said and it. Then,
3: and then and I was like, "I don't think he, I know he hasn't done it in a comp. I don't know if he's done it a you know, and you also kind of said
2: he usually blows up And then him, sometimes boy. he blows up yeah. and, then <laughs> <laughs> and then you got you, you
1: missed a short birdie on 16 part, not a short bird, like a 10 footer part 16 and
2: then, so 16 is like an all worldy part unreal that punch ball green double dog leg T shot goes kind of left to right hole goes you're, you're hitting kind of uphill on the t shot hole goes way downhill and then dog legs to the left the hole is like the, the green seems to be like tucked left into the tree line and then the the it's like a two tier green where like both sections are big punch bowls, and you can basically putt in any direction and get it to the hole if the pace is right. Nothing yeah.
1: like the sixteenth of the Addington, but in some ways the, the grandeur of the hole is a bit like the sixteenth of the Addington.
2: Yeah, tee to green kind of. Mm. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, as is the fifteenth uh, of Barnwell, really like the twelfth. Which 12th turned the out, AD Brian modeled <laughs> the
3: green <laughs> side on the on the, the approach there. Um, but I should, I sorry, I should caveat this with, and I feel like I'm defending myself, but I, I, but I also feel like I've done my friend a disservice. Um, is that we had decided to put cards in? So you know, that was going on your WHS, which I suppose, which is where my yeah, my it's thing like was quite coming motivated. In. This would have a been your first underpart card going on WHS.
1: Yeah, probably. So I just, I think uh, to be fair, like we, we were trying hard we, when we were hitting our own ball, we'd sort of put cards in, which we actually do need to do with the well, second black belt.
3: Um,
1: and it's like, I don't know. I think sometimes you think of it as a bad thing to want no, to I play better. Like I feel like I quite, when I'm, if I've got a score, it's very rare. I've got like a half decent score going. So you're like, yeah, I want to focus. And when I focus, I do invariably play better golf. But then I'd been doing stuff with the irons, with all this, like trying to you know, maintain the angle and stuff. I got this nine iron in my hand
2: on 17. You were getting Ryan going. He, he was like. Ryan he was hammered <laughs> <at> now. <one. laughs> it started with that three iron on,
1: <laughs> on six, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I played quite nicely around there. I felt like the golf was all right. I just hold a ton of putts really around Tree Farm. Threw a shank in, it was just like. And that 18th an uncomfortable one because really I should have been hitting the three wood, but I was. Oh God, I was that, still oh, a bit. I, I, I was that still that a bit unsettled well. with. Um, yes, yeah, so the 17 has gone
2: straight right on this short par three, yeah. and then 18, 265 yard hole, and you and I, I, I think I'm have hit, hit like re- pretty good shots, Tom, and then you've gone I way right. right I into tried the to trees. chip a
1: driver down there well, when no, I could have just Ryan, bludgeoned a three wood. My
3: Ryan as he's dressing the ball. My Ryan goes. <laughs> this isn't going to be good because <laughs> he said I'd never have given said, him that he club he said I would never allowed him to hit that club never have allowed wow. him wow he said it's too, mu- it's too far and he's, he feels like he's got to steer it He's like, yeah, and he's whispering to me he's like he needs to smoke a three wood like he needs to just yeah. full swing something here Yeah, and you try to steer that driver I was in the bunds a couple of right.
1: chips got,
2: out, got up and down for yeah, five or something but, it was painful to um, watch yeah, I've, I mean, got, I've got a list of talking points here, and I just want t- oh, to take them off. No, no, <laughs> I'm just saying that one of them was Tom telling me about Sam's impending meltdowns. So I'm yeah. just saying we take that one off. Okay.
3: What are you staring at? I Don't know. Just the the timer. Just says 16 minutes. Um, oh yeah. It loop over after an hour. Yeah, or something? It, it loops over after a set amount of time. I can tell you. I- um,
1: yeah, and actually, the biggest regret of the tour, gents. I don't know what you're going to throw at this. Biggest regret.
2: Not don't get, say not, the Lincoln Navigator. Not getting it. on Palmetto, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That would have been nice. Or Aiken. Um, I've not played Aiken, so I can't. I don't know what I'm missing, but it was just no, Palmetto is, uh, you know, uh, it's not part of our tour, but Palmetto is like what I think a lot of clubs in the U.S. kind of wish they were. In that, it's not massive service and expense and it, like crazy high fees. It's actually like a lo- a seemingly small local membership with a waiting list that, you know, they, they don't really let loads of people in, but they don't charge an arm and a leg. It's just hard to get in reasonably priced and a phenomenal golf course and and like no frills even in the clubhouse like they don't really do food they've got the hot dog uh roller you know doing Mm. that and they don't have a liquor license which in the states is different to here where like if you don't have a liquor license it just means no hard spirits whereas they can they serve beers beers in cans you know nothing draft so everything's very simple and sitting out on the veranda there watching people come in on 18 which is like a drivable par four um is just Magical. sensational, and yeah. and to be able to do that in the states where most clubs are charging like twenty thousand dollars a year as like a standard private members club like that—that's like just the antithesis. Is Palmetto? It's a I very think. British model, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I think more clubs in the US. I should, think it's staggered. Should do at that. Quite how
1: good Aiken is as well, because it, again, it's just—I suppose—it's a sensational bit of land before it became really fashionable to go out and find these amazing plots of land yeah. and and go all out and there's a great story there and yeah, we just couldn't find a way of squeezing into the trip. Biggest regret?
3: Just not being better at golf. Were you disappointed at your golf out there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't play great in a hoop. Yeah. That spells have been okay. Um, I'm, I'm going through some swing stuff at the moment. Uh, <laughs> and I'm in a halfway house. Just issues right now. Just in a halfway house of, of You're things. Okay, huh? So, <laughs> uh, we're going through some things right now. Um, so no, I, I, my golf in general is is fairly consistent in, in so much as it's consistently shit. So, um, no, I didn't, I I don't have any regrets from, I would have liked to have seen Palmetto, but I can't control the weather yet. So, uh, no regrets for me. I need to go back. Yourself? We looked at the fire pit, at tree farm and we had about seven or eight
2: hours. Oh, that is is my regret. Yeah.
1: And I said, Ryan, I think we should probably do this pod here. We didn't and have time. You were like, we, we don't have, have time. We've got to get to Atlanta. But I wish we'd have done the pod run And we absolutely yeah. pissed time away on the way out. Yeah. I'm going to Walmart buying suitcases. and had about nine grande ice lattes on the journey. <laughs> yeah, we actually had time for days. We had another <laughs> days. I don't
2: think we had time. Because we, we had a three-hour drive back to we get We probably wouldn't
1: have done three hours at it. I'll give and you that. And we did
2: have to go to Walmart. Because like, we needed another suitcase. To get your didn't.
3: merchandise home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the royal we <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but no lasting memory what's your one la- lasting takeaway
2: I, j- mm. I just I think, I think I'll, I'll go the because you took a, bromance, for a bit. Wasn't it? oh yeah
3: I think I think for me it was just kind of how different the sports are golf in the US and golf in the UK are just completely different beasts. I don't think I was fully prepared for how different they would be. Everything from condition to clubhouse culture to to how you arrived, how you leave. Everything was different. Um and the conditions just sublime. So for me it was kind of how different it is over there. Mine would probably be sat
1: on the corner of that bar in Whiskey Alley not the one we went to night one, but we think, had pizza where we had the pizza that was, mm. and, and they were serving. It was just like exceptional calories there. And I think we did a solid three and a half hours about the
3: Addington. <laughs> we actually cracked the Addington. I of not remember like what big, it was.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, very productive trip in that sense it was me. definitely uh, it was m- my uh, just opportunity I don't to if i'm
1: married or basically anything, like
2: or? <laughs> picking your brains every single thing bringing it back to them whether or not it would work for just us bringing
1: it back to the adding for <laughs> a sec here
3: guys um you know, do you ever get home when your misses? what goes? do you think about rocking chairs at the adding-ton? yeah i don't
2: try I try not to talk about it anymore does he missus uh, yeah. go yeah. oh
3: um oh you haven't seen tom in a while how is he don't know what do you mean you don't know you yeah but spent four hours with him yeah don't yeah you? She yeah. go at one point I remember on
2: one day she said to me, Who the fuck is Heather? <laughs> 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 Lingle Bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wild or Um cool. Your memory? Uh I think it was I mean, I do yeah, the, the, the moments in the car with you guys, uh it sounds corny, but yeah, the, that was um that kind of made the trip, the moments in between. Yeah. That was you know, we could if we'd have just if you'd have just plonked me on the first tee every day and played, it was just it would have been a bit soulless. Like it, it was you know East Down and what Dan makes whatever. these trips is and... just it's travel broadens the mind, right? I and mean, you're 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 seeing new things with friends, and I think that's a as big a part of it for me as any other aspect.
1: Yeah, and Talladega I, Nights quotes, <laughs> East Band and Down. What does quotes. Your Jesus
2: look like? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is I'm front row to Leonard Skinner concert. <laughs> like hammered drunk.
1: <laughs> was he wearing a tuxedo t shirt?
2: He's, he's wearing a tuxedo t shirt because it's formal, but it says, I like to party. Because you know, I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party too. <laughs> sorry. I'm sure you, you guys not, been dying for so again, much like. of that. The yeah, so southern accents, that. I think we were basically speaking in uh, American accents all the time. The southern drawl is like uh, yeah. the hospi- southern hospitality is spectacular. It is. Yes. Everyone's
3: the, walking in slow-mo. We had the fir, the same uh, caddy for three, two days, three rounds at a hoopie. <laughs> and on the third round, it's like, we'd spent a lot of time with this dude at this point. And he comes up to us. He's fairly comfortable at this point. You know, we're, we're, we've we already asked him to be best man at the next wedding, that sort of thing. And he said, I gotta ask y'all, what does cheers mean? says <laughs> <So it's, it's laughs> cheers. We're, that means thank you when you say cheers. And we said, "What? do we say that lot? He says, Every single time. Cheers, 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 cheers. So in the end, it's like every time he gave us one, we just got it, Appreciate it. And
2: he was, and he was like, cheers, cheers, cheers. But that's, what, I think that um, Talladega Knights quote about like the, the hammer drunk thing, we must have said that a hundred times. And then that was when you're three iron on the sixth and Ryan goes, you hate. Hammered there, like <laughs> in like the exact same voice. that I think Tom and I were just pissing ourselves <laughs> laughing. I had to explain it to him because otherwise he thought like we were making fun of him or something. But yeah, after that, he brought out hammered basically every time you hit a good shot after that. Hammered.
3: Hammered. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed three hours roughly of absolute drivel about the four world class golf courses and the bits in between. Any parting gifts or are we all good to go? I think that's been plenty Um, read up about the Addington Hmm. until next time. Adios.
2: Yes.